Hello, everyone. This is Robert from Book of Mormon Editions, where we discuss printings, publications, and various editions of the Book of Mormon. You'll see that this is a different format because I have a very nice guest on, Stephen Pinecker from Mormon Book Reviews. How are you doing? I'm doing great. You know, I'm really excited about being um, on your program. I've been on a lot of big, 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 big podcasts, but I'm just as excited about coming on yours as any of the others. Well, you've been on big podcasts and I'm excited that you're on mine. So for sure. Um, once again, I do videos that does like uh, audio over pictures. And so this is the first time that I've actually done a Zoom call. And uh, you actually inspired me because uh, you uh, turned the tables on Rick Bennett from Gospel Tangents and uh, did an interview of him. So shout out to your shirt on that. So good for you. Um, and so I actually wanted to turn the tables. And uh, as you've been interviewing other people, I actually wanted to interview you um, specifically around uh, some editions of the Book of Mormon. So thanks for a uh, different, uh, different light. So cool. I'm, I'm excited. I, I know that uh, I'm not the most handsomest face. So um, the, my audience will get to see me and say, yeah, that's um a better format to just see pictures of the Book of Mormon in most of the situations. <laughs> uh, you're great, dude. You're, I Don't sell yourself short, man. Thank you. Thank you. Well, it's been fun. I, I've had a wonderful opportunity um, seeing kind of your videos. And once again, congratulations on your channel and all of the success that you have had. Um, you do a quite a bit of a range. And uh, I love that you and I have interacted regarding either specific editions of the Book of Mormon um, various topics regarding that. And uh, so kudos to you on having a broad range and also uh, including me on Book of Mormon conversations. Oh, that's great. That's what I love is having you on about every six months where we can do like a Book of Mormon geek out. And you're my go-to guy for whenever I need to have any questions about the Book of Mormon in particular editions. You've been very helpful to me. Your research is just absolutely fantastic. And uh, you're a great resource. And I just think everybody should be watching. If you're interested in the Book of Mormon and its history, you got to subscribe to Book of Mormon editions. Thank you. I wanted to spend just a little bit of time specifically talking about a very specific edition of the Book of Mormon. And you have one, and I wanted to get your insights on it and kind of do an in-depth review on the one that you have. And it is a letterpress edition. Tell me about it. Okay. Well, first of all, um, this is the, the clamshell that it came in. And I want to tell you, uh, this is a very unique edition because there are only 750 made. And I talked with Brent Ashworth about this particular edition. He tells me that this is the most accurate replica of a Book of Mormon ever made. And this 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 was published about 15 years ago. And um, but what makes this edition so unique is that there's a gentleman. His name is David Hall, and he's a friend of mine. And unsolicited, just out of the blue, he decided he wanted to add to my collection. So he sent me this particular edition of the Book of Mormon. And what makes this, this this one so interesting is that he purchased, I think, around 149, 150 editions, replicas, but he had an original 1830 edition of the Book of Mormon. And so he had the publisher sew in, uh, I say four pages, but it's actually two pages, but it's four, you know, one, two, three, four, uh, two pages from the original Book of Mormon. And I just want to tell everybody I got page 116. So if you're wondering where it's at, I got page 116. We so I have the page... last 116 page. Exactly. So I got pages 115, 16, 17 through 18. So this is the only edition. This is what makes it so unique. There's only 149 of, the, uh, of these. He does not sell them. He's not He's not doing this to make money. What he's doing is he, he gifts these to people. 
And that's what makes it so cool. And so uh, uh, that that actually, in one sense, this edition of the Book of Mormon is more rare than just about any edition with there's less than 150 copies available. Good. Congratulations to you on that. So um, two things. Um, David Hall, if anybody searches, David Hall was remembered as the um, real estate developer, and he tried to do a real estate development in um, East Coast. And he's done a couple of different projects and things like that. So he's very, his name is known in the internet for various projects. And so he commissioned um, the insert of those pages from the, the original 1830 that he had. Yeah. And, and he's, it's interesting because he was actually trying to build the city of Zion in Vermont and mm -hmm. uh, using the plats from, uh, from uh, the, when they laid out at Kirtland. So he's an, he's an interesting man. He's a, an original thinker and his, his company is dedicated towards uh, maximizing space. Um, I recommend watch uh, Gospel Tangents interview of David Hall, and he okay. gives the history of his company, and he's just an original thinker, and he, a lot of what he does is inspired by the Book of Mormon and the Doctrines and Covenants. So the notes that I uh, read was that uh, David Hall commissioned that project right when they were actually making this particular volume. And so um, that volume, they he said, hey, I've got 1830, um, here's two pages per book, or two sheets per book. And uh, they had uh, he had um, the producers or the the publishers uh, pin in two sheets of it. So congratulations! Yeah. Well, and then actually, well, I want to share a couple more things that just because we're about collectors and stuff is that it also included this little this little um, thing out here. This this gives the the issue number. So this is number three hundred and forty four. Okay. And then on the back of this, it, it it I actually have, and this was cool because then it says it, it verifies it has the names of the publishers. 344 of 750. And then I like this one makes it unique too, because it says to Stephen Pinecker from David Hall. And, and these are the three names, uh, I guess, publishers or people that were involved uh -huh. in it. So this is this is all very authentic. You know, it's very it's this is the Provence on this is rock solid. <laughs> so the other thing is, um, while we're doing this and after and post productions, I'm going to kind of superimpose a couple of pictures that you sent me. So we got some clarity on that as well. Um, mm -hmm. I was really interested in the making of this particular edition because um, in the turn of the century, they said, what would it take to make an edition of the Book of Mormon in nowadays? And so they actually went to a paper manufacturer and said, here, here's an 1830 edition of the Book of Mormon. Can you analyze the paper to give us a replica of this paper? So the um, paper maker said, yeah, I can do it. It's uh, old style, old school style paper. I can make it. So they actually had sheets of paper made they went to a book binder and said hey this is an 1830 book what is the leather we knew what they knew what the letter was but can you replicate the letter the leather and then they said okay the stitching can you replicate the stitching and then the um the 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 black um uh, sticker here can you replicate that and then the 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 gold labeling on this was hand done on that and so they said what does it take in order to uh, make one edition of the Book of Mormon, and then they said, "Let's let's make a commission on it." So it was extremely labor intensive. So um, you had mentioned that somebody had said this is kind of the most accurate book or accurate replica. Yeah, Brent Ashworth said he he's actually had two come through his store, mm -hmm. and I just assumed he would have been one of those that had been gifted, but even he didn't get one. So I'm like, "Wow, I'm in rare air here." Here, uh, but. But yeah, he he him and I talked about it when he came and I visited him at his son's place in Sarasota, just down the road from where I live, and we talked about that edition. And he was like, "Yeah, this 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 is this is the best as far as he's concerned. That is the best replica ever made." Yeah. So um, going through it, what was interesting is um, a, a lot of people know this one, and this is the 1970s um, Herald House. Yeah, 
And so the Herald House made this, but you can see it was mass produced. Um, the spine was just normal, if you will, but it's kind of hard copy. And uh, then going through it saying, you know, let's make a, a, a real one. That would be amazing. Um, the other thing is, have you seen this one? It's the Palmyra. It's got a little slip sheet on it. It's the Palmyra um, replica. These yeah, are the I've, I've, Go ahead. No, I've seen, I have seen that edition. I don't have it. I would like to get my hands on one of those. But yeah, I have seen that edition. So once they made the letterpress edition, they said, let's actually then redo it and make a um, a mass production detection of it. So if you have a, um, a Palmyra edition Book of Mormon, um, it's from the same authors and from the same, let's say oh. print run, but from the same um, publishers as well. So. Oh, interesting. I didn't know. That. Do you know about approximately how many editions they made of that? If it's a mass produced, do you know what their print run was on that? It's still, and that's ongoing, but I, I don't know oh, the print okay. run of these, but I know that it's a lot more than just the 750. It's in the thousands. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Cool. Um, and then you, your, uh, your number is 344. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. So the other thing I, I learned was, um, from the, the book printer, because there was a couple of commissions, um, there was a couple of people said, we want a specific number. So would you reserve these numbers? And yeah. so there was a block of numbers that was reserved for various commissions or various things. Um, lo and behold, not all of the 750 were actually bound. And so the number is actually lower than 750. And I thought that was really interesting that uh, it's even more uh, special because um, it was less than 750, but the numbering, um, they don't have like one through 500. They have, one guy wanted, I want the 750th number. Okay. So he they actually got the 750th number. So really interesting though. Really interesting, fascinating stuff. Yeah. Hey, I just have a question for you. Yeah. You're the expert, you're the pro. Does no, it, you've got the book. So <laughs> I was wondering, I like the value of particular books. Like, and, and again, I'm not trying to say because I'm Steve Pryor or anything like that. But the fact that we're that this particular edition now is shown to be in my possession, do you think that that adds to the provenance of the edition and maybe adds to the value of it? Because you could say, well, this once belonged to, and I'm not trying to sell it, but I'm just curious, like how that collectors would view something like that. The answer is yes. Um... Two things. If it came from uh, David Hall, if it was probably the David Hall uh, commissioning, and as well, if it's your commissioning, it's almost like an NFT that's like, okay, this is very specific. Um, oh. And so I was looking at um, 1830 editions and kind of going through um, some of the mass lists and provenance is actually just as, not say valuable, but just as significant as it's the book itself. Um for example, I, I saw Reed Moon's uh, Book of Mormon that had, um, this is Hiram Smith's edition of the Book of Mormon. Yeah, and so that's Providence, great. And then yeah. if it goes through Reed Moon and you've got the the stories behind it, um, yeah, everyone will loves a, a book that has Providence. So Stephen Pineapker's book uh, from David Hall's commission is a, is a unique one and most definitely one of a kind now. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So you have page 115, 116, 17, and 18. Have you actually read those pages? Uh, you know, I I think yeah, I did when I first got it, but I I it's been so long. Yeah, that's great. Let's uh let me let's, I, I let's wanted just... to get your feedback. And the reason why I like you rather than <clears throat> rather than just like reviewing this from um pictures and an audio over, um if anybody goes to uh, 115, 116, um, 
of a replica 1830 edition of the Book of Mormon. It's the story about um, Nephi's writing, and he says, you know, I I'm going to have this uh, this new book or new set of scriptures out, and a lot of people are not going to like it. And the phrase is the um, people are going to say the Gentiles are going to say a Bible, a Bible. We've got a Bible. That's a we don't need any more Bible because we've got this one already. And I'm a Gentile. <laughs> so I want to ask your opinion. You know, what do you think about having that book that has that phrase in your book? Oh, that is so awesome. You know, it's so funny because I, 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 uh, I, I talk about. Um, you know, I've done this presentation called a Protestant Defense of the Book of Mormon, and uh, I actually haven't addressed that particular thing in my presentation, but it's still a work in progress. And so yeah. I'm going to talk about that because. You know, I like I just tell people the Book of Mormon anticipates the criticism that is going to be leveled against it, right? And so that's just kind of an interesting thing because, in particular, it ties in with specifically Bible believing evangelicals' reaction to the Book of Mormon, right? It's it's it anticipates that, and so it makes it so interesting. So it's it's really kind of it's making a commentary on my camp, which I find very fascinating. Yeah, so it's yeah. it's 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 just a, a great another convergence of our worlds right because in one sense the early on like i tell people the very april 6 1830 church service was full of born-again spirit-filled christians it was probably one of the most christian services in america <laughs> and so you and these they're all believers and they're all bible believers that's the key thing they yeah. all believe in the bible and and i and, and this is the thing like because there are christians who are like well if they read the bible they wouldn't join these groups and blah 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 and it's like no 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 the reason why they join the Church of Christ was because they were Bible believers, because they believed the Bible and had a thorough knowledge of the Bible. It wasn't a lack of knowledge. It was a thorough knowledge. So I think that's that's the great stereotype that these were ignorant people. No, they knew their Bible front, from cover to cover. I love that coming from you. Thank you for the clarity and thank you for the ideas around that. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, congratulations. Um, the other, last thing as well is on that one, um, if you can show the pages one thing that I didn't know until not so recently, but while I was doing this project, is that um, the 1830 edition had robin egg blue speckling. Yes, yes. It's the yes. speckling. It's the like the splotches on uh, yeah, yeah on uh, the paper, and so because of it, uh, I never knew that, and those were actually hand done um, by um, Brian Crockett himself as well. He said that he uh, hand speckled all of them. For, so did Grandin, did Grandin hand speckle them too? What was the point of the blue speckling? Um, Grandin hand speckled those as well. And I think uh, back then or as well onward, I have to talk to a librarian, but I would imagine that uh, it would be a camouflage for um, blemishes and camouflage for um, dirt marks. Oh. But if it's already dirty or things like that, um, then it's not a big problem if you have like a grease smudge or something like that. So. Oh, interesting. Huh. Um, or, you know, or decoration. So I'll have to research that a little bit. Why did they speckle? Um, I know that they had like gilded, you know, the gilded pages on scriptures, same thing that uh, um, there's also even like artwork that they, you know, hand paint on a artwork on the large volumes to make it just a little decorative image. But it's a good question. I'm not sure the the reason if anyone, how, how about this? If anyone knows this comment down below, right? <laughs> Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I just want to thank uh, you uh, for the great job and the resource that your channel is. I learned so much about, I've learned so much about different editions of the Book of Mormon. It's really informed me, thus informing the channel. Um, and I also want to thank David Hall for gifting this uh, 
volume to me. I, I, I'm, it's a real privilege that, uh, that I have your, for your friendship. And I just want to thank you so much for uh, doing that, uh, sending that to me. It was a real pleasant surprise. Okay, thank you. Um, interlaced between this video, I am going to do a, a traditional video on the letterpress edition, as well as I've got some information on where some of the other pages came from, um, your David Hall commission, as well as some of the other, um, um, pages. And so this is going to be a, a multi-step set of videos um, a, right around the holidays. So I wanted to wish you Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays and Happy New Year too. Same to you, dude. It's always a pleasure. You're so awesome to have. I love having you on my program and uh, thanks for giving me, I'm, I'm honored to be on your show. So thank you. Thank you. Um, that being said, we'll wrap it up. And I always usually say if anybody has a um, has a special or unique edition of the Book of Mormon, feel free to contact me. My email address is uh, bomeditions at gmail.com. Um, do you want to give a shout out one more time regarding um, how people can either find you or your YouTube channel? Okay, so basically just uh, it's YouTube slash Mormon Book Reviews. Uh, uh, yeah, more book reviews. And then I, uh, I'm i primarily a YouTuber, but I also do have a podcast format. So I'm on the major podcast formats, although we're a little behind. We're trying to get caught up on that. My focus has been primarily on the YouTube channel. Also, I have a website called mormonbookreviews.com and actually has a merch store on it too, but also uh, links to uh, the channel and the podcast as well. And uh, also I have, I'm on Facebook. Uh, so if you just want a friend request me, um, Stephen Pinecker, uh, on Facebook uh, as well. I, I, I use Facebook as a means of communicating with, with my viewers as well. Very good. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you later. See ya.